Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode of our Powerhouse Ministry Series. Today, I'm excited for this topic. If you see by the title, we're going to be talking about Powerhouse problems okay everybody wants to be a powerhouse everybody wants to have a powerhouse ministry but you don't always see the background you don't always see the weight that comes with something like a ministry or that comes with simply being a powerhouse in a vessel of God so today we're going to touch on some things that come with being a powerhouse but before we dive into the word I want to remind you guys that the Private Polish Party is exactly nine days away and I'm so excited. I'm finalizing some things and just really preparing myself for this event. I believe that this is going to be my best event. Like I know God is going to move in a mighty way. He's been talking to me about the event every single day and I'm so excited to meet you guys and thank you to everybody that's purchased a ticket if you haven't purchased a ticket there's only two tickets left so go grab those two tickets for you and a friend and come out to the private polish party you will not regret it it's going to be absolutely amazing and life-changing and speaking of life-changing guys like I'm stumbling over my words already last night I went to the refuse to lose Sarah Jake's tour she came to Florida in Fort Lauderdale and I was there in like y'all know I try to have the podcast up in the morning but it's five o'clock and I'm just recording it because all day I've just been on a spiritual high and I just needed to soak it in like I just needed to sit in it because last night was so amazing. It was so powerful. It was life changing. It was inspirational. Like I was jumping up and down all night. I probably sat in my seat for probably like 30 minutes and we were there from like 7 to 10, 1030. And I was probably in my seat for only like 30 minutes because she tore the house down like she is the perfect example of a powerhouse and I just left feeling like a brand new person and I just woke up today like okay she pulled out a new part of me she revealed new power within me so now I have to figure out how to adjust and move forward and what I'm usually doing but with this new piece of me that she activated last night so that's what I've been just thinking about today and just soaking in and just really embracing everything that happened last night because y'all you just had to be there I can't even put it into words it was just the presence was there like this lady is just a powerhouse like I don't have any other words for it and if she puts it on YouTube y'all know I'm gonna let y'all know I'm gonna talk about it on the podcast because I want everyone to see that word she talked about Um, refusing to lose, of course, in different battles that we fight. And I felt like it went perfectly with the powerhouse series that I got that I'm doing right now. And you guys guess what book she came from. If you follow me on Instagram at the Christian Bay underscore, you know that on my story, I got hype because you guys know I've been talking about I've been coming out of the book of Luke since like January, it feels like over a month. God has been giving me all of my words out of the book of Luke. And last night she was like, we're going to be coming from the book of Luke. And I was like, I knew it. I knew she was going to read from Luke. Like 
I don't know. I was just so hyped because it's just like God's giving you a word out of Luke and he's been dealing with, dealing with me with the book of Luke. You a powerhouse. I'm a powerhouse. This is confirmation. God is moving. Like I was just so hype y'all. So if she puts it on, I'm going to talk about it on the podcast so you guys can check it out on YouTube because that word was life changing. What stood out to me the most about her word last night was she talked about her on the way to Fort Lauderdale to deliver that word. She said one of her buses broke down and she said people that's a part of her team, they're getting phone calls saying that they have family members in the hospital. She was catching a cold, so her nose was kind of stuffy and she was like, but you can't name a tour, refuse to lose and, and expect to not get some type of resistance. You're saying you refuse to lose. Let me see how much you really refuse. Let me add some pressure. Let me put some resistance to see if you really about what you're talking about to see if you're really going to push through to win what you say you're going to win to win over depression to win over anxiety to win over that heartbreak to win over that generational curse what are you going to do when an obstacle comes your way when some pressure comes your way are you just going to fold and forget what you said you were going to do or are you really going to refuse to lose like I think sometimes we forget by just looking at the title that the word refuse is an action word I don't even know If Google has it as an action word, because I didn't look it up before I recorded this, but I'm telling you, refusing is an action word. I'm not going with the way that you're trying to push me. I'm pushing back. I'm fighting back. I'm standing back against this thing that's trying to stop me from getting to my destiny. So when she said that last night and she talked about her bus breaking down, she was like, ain't nobody worried about no bus breaking down. Like, I refuse to lose. I refuse to let this step back stop me from getting to where God has called me to be. I refuse to let this stumbling block be something that gets in the way of me getting to my destiny. Instead of letting it be a stumbling block, I'm going to let it be a stepping block to get me one step closer to where I need to be. And her saying that it just activated a new part of me and let me know that like when you're building something and it didn't let me know, it reminded me that as you continue to evolve in purpose and as God continues to exhaust you, there will continue to be things that try to stop you from getting where God wants you to be. But you need to expect that. If you follow me on Instagram, I put on my story today that your hunger has to outweigh the hurt and the headache that comes that comes on the way. You have to be hungry enough to get past that heartache, hungry enough to get past that hurt, hungry enough to get past that headache to get to where you're trying to go. You're not going to stop me from getting to my destiny. I don't care what you throw in my way. I'm going past it. I'm going over it, around it, or past it, but I'm not stopping. I'm refusing. I talked about it on my story because I wanted to let my followers know that we're in this generation of speaking and manifestation and there's so many things that we're claiming and we're saying we want and we're working towards. But the minute something falls out of line and the minute a setback happens, we feel like that's a plan to stop or we allow it to take away our momentum. No, that thing should be letting you know that you're heading in the right direction because if you weren't creating greatness, there would be nothing trying to get in your way. I let my followers know that if greatness was so easy to tap into then everybody would be in greatness it's not it comes with resistance it comes with broken down buses it comes with no support it comes with family members gossiping it comes with no money to start the business it comes with a few setbacks in the program it comes with being disqualified and then having to retry out again it comes with different setbacks that try to distract you from destiny but you have to be hungry enough to push back 
to push past, not back, push back and push past whatever trying to hold you back. You must get mad about it and make a decision to take out this thing before it takes you out. You're not going to stop me from where I'm getting to. The host of the event last night, she said, we ain't taking no L's in 2020 unless it's lessons learned. I'm not taking any L's. Anything that tries to defeat me, anything that tries to stop me is only giving me more momentum to keep going. You just taught me that I can't take that route. I need to take this route. You just taught me that I can't go at that speed. I need to try another speed. You're not stopping me. You're teaching me how to reroute and still get to where I need to be. We have to have that mindset so that when things and problems come our way, we don't look at it as something that disqualifies us. You are preparing me for the destiny that I'm trying to get through. You just gave me a new weapon to use. I know I can't go to the right because something stopped me. So now I'm trying to left, the back, up, down, whatever way I need to try to get there, a obstacle or a trial or a problem that comes your way is just a redirection. It's not stopping anything because we refuse to lose. So guys, I didn't even touch on 5% of everything that she said last night. And it's, it's, I'm still soaking it in y'all. Like it was a power transfer last night. That's what it was. Like she left everything on the stage and it goes perfectly with our theme of powerhouse ministries and powerhouse women that will be at the private polish party. It leads us into today's topic perfectly, which is powerhouse problems. Because I was thinking about when she got off the stage, how she talked about the obstacles that she faced. And that's something that comes with being a powerhouse. And me and my best friend were talking after the event. And she was talking to me about things regarding ministry and just what comes with it. And I felt like the talk was very informative and that it would be a great topic for us to talk about today. So if you've grabbed your journal or if you have your Bible, we're going to be coming from the book of Luke, of course. Um, Luke chapter 12. Verses 47 and 48. And it says, The servant who knows the master's will and does not get ready or does not do what the master wants will be beaten with many blows. But the one who does not know and does things deserving punishment will be beaten with few blows. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. And if we was to sum up those two verses is to whom much is given, much is required. I'm pretty sure you've heard that verse, that quote before is very popular. A lot of people don't even know that's straight out of the Bible, but it's facts. If you think about verse 47, that talks about whoever does, whoever knows the master's will and does not get ready will be beaten with many blows a perfect example of that will be if you're a mother and you have a 10 year old and you have a one year old and the 10 year old knows you know you don't touch the stove the stove is hot I've taught you that all of these years you've been on earth 10 years and I've told you do not touch the stove so if that 10 year old touches the stove that 10 year old will have many blows if you know what I mean we land a lot of hands over here because you're 10 years old you've been around me long enough I've told you my will the master God is our master as a parent you're your child's master so I've told you my will and now you're being disobedient so you get many blows 
opposed to your one-year-old who would be described in verse 48 but the one who does not know and does things deserving punishment will be beaten with few blows that would be the one-year-old because you're new in this journey you're new on this earth you don't know that that stove is hot so i'm gonna give you more grace because i didn't teach you this you haven't learned this long enough for it to really process in your mind so there's more extended grace because you don't know that's how god does us when you've been on your journey with Christ long enough there are certain things that you should just know that from being in his presence his character and how he moves you should know him you're 10 years old you're old enough to know that you don't do that but if you're a beginner in Christ there's a lot that you don't know you're an infant you're a toddler you're only one you're not going to be beaten with many blows because you're a baby in Christ as a powerhouse or if you have a powerhouse ministry, you will be beaten with many blows because you know better. And it, it goes perfectly with the end that says, to whom much is given, much is demanded. And if you read in the easy translation, it says, if God gives a lot to somebody, he will want a lot back in return. And God will want much more from the person to whom he has given authority over much more. Now, this ties in perfectly with us talking about Sarah Jakes last night and the trials that she had to go through to get there because that was a blow that she was beaten with. What do I mean by a blow that she was beaten with? You have to understand that when you're a powerhouse, when you're called by God, when you have a ministry, how to have a powerhouse ministry is to understand first that there's a lot of pressure that comes with it. And sometimes the trials and the tribulations and the problems and the blows that we are experienced, those are sent by God to strengthen us. But sometimes those are sent by the enemy to try to stop us. Regardless of who sent it, we know that we have to refuse to lose we know that we have to refuse to let this thing stop us from getting to the word that God told us is going to come to pass so whether it was God testing her faith by stopping that bus or whether it was the enemy trying to stop her from delivering that word she knew that the end result was her getting to where God wanted her to be and that's something that you have to know your mindset that you have to have if you want to be a powerhouse if you want to have a powerhouse ministry you have to understand that there is a certain amount of pressure that comes with it verse 48 tells us that to whom much is given much is required it says that who god has given authority to he wants much more from you i've given you influence over these people i've given you authority over these people let me see what you're going to do with it that influence and that authority it comes with trials and tribulations because the part of ministry that many people don't realize or that they simply don't think about is in order to have influence over somebody or to over in order to have authority you must go through things that causes you to have stripes and credibility and let them know that i've earned these stripes and i can help you get past what you're going through because i got through it sarah wouldn't be able to tell us to refuse to lose if she didn't go through something that was trying to tempt her to lose if she didn't go through something that she had to refuse and make up in her mind that she was going to get through in order to have a powerhouse ministry you have to understand that 
there's pressure that comes with it. If you're going to talk to me about refusing to lose, tell me how you refuse to lose. If you're going to talk to me about having confidence, tell me about how you overcame self-doubt. If you're going to talk to me about pushing through and finishing school, tell me how you fought that demon. How did you beat that spiritual attack? Tell me what you did to do the thing that you're telling me to do. That's how you get influence. That's how you become a powerhouse. You must stand in the face of the things that's trying to stop you because when you overcome it, it activates a new level of power. So that pressure that she experienced yesterday trying to get here, that was just a new level of anointing, a new level of authority, a new level of influence. And it gave her much more to reach and inspire us with because when you have much authority, God wants much more from you. To whom much is given, much is required. So if you want to know how to have a powerhouse ministry, you need to understand that it comes with a new level of purpose, a new level of pressure. Every time you tap into a new level of your calling, you will be pressured based on that level because God wants to continue to give you influence. He wants to continue to give you authority. But the only way he can give you that is through testing, through stretching and showing you new areas of life to defeat and overcome so that you can reach new people to help them defeat and overcome it. A powerhouse ministry is a ministry that constantly pushes through pressure and pulls out more parts of purpose. The next thing that you encounter if you want a powerhouse ministry or if you simply want to be a powerhouse person, it it isn't really a problem, but it's a problem. It's patience. The level of patience that you must have to be a powerhouse person or to have a powerhouse ministry is next level. And the thing about ministry is that God constantly wants you to be growing in the midst of your ministry. Because when you have a ministry, the more you grow, the more your audience grows. Every time God reveals a new part of you, that reveals a new part of your audience that you're called to reach. So when it comes to patience, you must constantly be growing in patience because you're going to be constantly exposed to more people and more situations and more tests and more circumstances that you have to be interacting with. And a lot of them require you to have patience, not only patience when it comes to situations, but also patience when it comes to your prayers. One thing about ministry is that you pray and you intercede on behalf of other people's on the regular And the thing about ministry is that oftentimes when you're praying on the behalf of somebody else, you're also waiting on God to answer one of your prayers. People think that you get this drive and this hunger to have a ministry because all of your prayers are answered immediately. And that's not the case. Sometimes, actually, majority of the time, you're praying for other people to receive their promises and their prayers answered. And God will answer it because you interceded on their behalf and you're still waiting for your own you're still asking him okay you doing all of this for them but when I ask you something for me you still ain't answer it yet like what is that about and is God constantly teaching you patience and how to die to yourself and live for him and his will God even though you didn't answer my prayer and what I asked you for I still care about the soul of this person and their prayers father God I'm coming to you I'm coming to you on their behalf I'm putting my feelings to the side that's how God knows that he 
can trust you with more power because you're not trying to be selfish with it. You're not thinking that, well, God, if you ain't going to answer my prayers, I don't care about nobody else's. You can't be a powerhouse with that mentality because that means you're going to damage the power that he gives you. You're going to mishandle the power. He gives you more power when he knows that he can trust you with it. I can give you my power because I know that I can get my power through you. I can get my power to my children and you won't just think about yourself and you won't just move for things to move in your favor or speak or act for things to move on your behalf. You actually have a heart for people. You actually care about people so I can trust you with my power. Being a powerhouse is less about bragging about the power and more about getting that power to other people. What can I do for you? How can I serve you? How can I see your prayers come to life and let you know how good God is? Being a powerhouse is not about exalting yourself. It's about exalting the kingdom. So you have to understand that when you say you want to be a powerhouse, what do you want to do with that power? When you say you want a powerhouse ministry for what? Do you want to be a powerhouse and have a powerhouse ministry just so you can get all of the desires of your heart and make your dreams come true? Come true? Is that what it's all about for you? Is it about the influence and how people look up to you and how people always want you to have the answers? What is it about for you? Why do you want to be a powerhouse? Why do you want to have a powerhouse ministry? Because you have to understand that with this powerhouse authority that you get to whom much is given, much is required. There's some powerhouse problems that comes with it because even even though you're praying and you're exchanging power to other people, you still have to have patience for some of your own stuff. Are you ready for that? God has to know that I can still withhold what I have for you and trust you to still do what I set you out to do because your trust in me lets you know that I will not leave or forsake you. I still care about the desires of your heart, but right now I want you to go out and help my children. Can you have that type of mentality? Can you put yourself to the back of your mind and put God's will to the front or are you all about you? Do you just want the platform of a powerhouse and the power of a powerhouse, but not the patience and the problems that come with it? Because a part of being a powerhouse or having a powerhouse ministry is understanding how God works. He says that those who know the master's will and do not do it will get more blows than those who do who do not know. So that means that you're going to encounter some people in your ministry who are wavering in their faith because their prayers aren't being answered. And you can't waver in yours because you are a powerhouse. You have authority. You know God. And even if he's taken five years to answer your prayer, you still know that he's intentional with his timing and that he's not going to leave or forsake you so the person that you're talking to and they're wavering in faith you know you can't act like them you must be the powerhouse and let them know what you know so what can God get through you with his power why should he make you a powerhouse can you be trusted to be patient with your own prayers while still pushing and believing and praying on the behalf of others for theirs can you be trusted with power I remember when I did my college internship, um, I did it at my church in Miami, Trinity Church. And when I did it at Trinity Church, I was working under a pastor named Pastor Terrence. And I remember when he shared his testimony with us about not being able to have children, I was shocked because you're our pastor. You're up here every Sunday and every Tuesday preaching and delivering the word of God and telling us that God can do all things and preaching to us about faith. And you're still hoping and believing to one day have a child of your own. You're still waiting on God to answer that prayer. 
but he's a powerhouse and he produces other powerhouse. So I need you to understand that just because you see someone on a platform doesn't mean that everything's perfect. It doesn't mean that it doesn't come with pain because one thing that people don't realize about powerhouses is that it's usually the pain that produced the power within them. I'm only a powerhouse because I went through some stuff that's given me these words of wisdom that I'm sharing with you. If I didn't go through the pain, I wouldn't be able to help you push through yours. I'm a powerhouse because the pressure and the patience that I'm having right now for what I've been praying for is driving me to produce power that's reaching you. You have to understand the problems that come with being a powerhouse and you have to ask yourself if you want that, can you handle the thorn and the cross that comes with it? What do I mean by cross? I mean that thing that's requiring you to have patience. I mean that thing that's constantly putting pressure on you. We have to keep in the back of our mind. At, I'm only speaking to the powerhouses right now. So if you're not a powerhouse, don't even worry about it. This ain't the word for you. But if you are a powerhouse, I need you to understand that that thing that's producing pain in your life, that thing that's causing you to have more patience than you would like to have, that thing that's forcing you to pray because it's so much pressure on you that thing is producing purpose within you that thing is pulling out the power inside of you and that's something that comes with being a powerhouse that's your cross that you have to carry and I know sometimes you feel like putting it down but you have to understand that that thing is causing you to get closer to God through prayer so he's using it for your good if you didn't do that you wouldn't have the power that you have now if you didn't do that you wouldn't have the influence and the authority that you have now so what do I mean by carry your cross in the the word Jesus says they must pick up their cross and follow me though Jesus had all of this healing power and all of this anointing and he was God's son and he did all of these miraculous things he still had to carry a cross and be beaten he had to carry that cross that pain produced his purpose that pain produced his power and how do you build up the courage to carry your cross to continue to push through and go to purpose with this thing that's bothering you with this thing that you constantly praying for and it's seems like it's never changing how do you still push through the purpose you have to have a passion for people if sarah didn't have a passion for people when that bus broke down she could have said give me a plane back home like this is too much i'm catching a cold people going to the hospital the bus done broke down i'm tired i just want to go back home get me back home but her passion for people it pushed her past the problems that were trying to stop her from getting the purpose you have to have a passion for people because because another thing that people often look over or don't think about is the fact that ministry never stops. So if you don't have a passion for people, you will grow tired of people quickly because ministry is created to solve a problem. We learned that in the first episode. It solves a problem. It heals. Can you think about how many people in the world have a problem? Can you think about how many people in the world need healing? So that lets you know how ministry continues to go because there's always a problem coming up in some Somebody's life and when you start a ministry and people join your ministry you're letting them know that whenever you have a problem I'm going to help you so that is another powerhouse problem that people don't understand is that you oftentimes fight for a long time because people always need you when Sarah finished preaching last night, she walked backstage and based on my seats, I could see behind the stage and her husband was waiting there and he hugged her for like a good two minutes, like just hugged her and you could tell that she left everything she had 
on that stage. Like she emptied herself out. So he was just hugging her because that's something else that comes with being a powerhouse or having a powerhouse ministry. Your passion for people causes you to empty out everything that you have within you. When me and my best friend were talking about ministry last night and she was asking me about it, I let her know that some things that people don't realize about ministry is that it is a power exchange. All of the encouragement that I have in me when I get on this podcast, I empty it out. All of the hope that I have in me when I get on this podcast, I empty it out. I empty out my faith. I empty out my positivity. I empty out my peace all on this podcast. Every time I get on here to encourage you guys, to push you guys to purpose, to give you guys the word of God, I'm emptying myself and transferring it to you through this podcast, through my ministry. So what does that leave for me? That leaves me empty. That means that my cup is now empty because everything that I have, I just poured it into your cup. So that means that I have to go get me some alone time to get refilled because my passion for people has caused me to pour out all that I have. Sarah gave her all on that stage. And that's why he was waiting behind the stage to embrace her because her passion for people pushed her past her personal wants and her personal cup and you give your all in ministry because you have a love for people a passion for people so it leads to you having to fight for a long time sometimes and you have to set those boundaries I told my best friend she's probably going to sit in silence right now my best friend asked me what does self-care look like for you with all of this praying and you're on Instagram live and you're on YouTube and you're doing a podcast what does your self-care look like because you're always pouring and serving and I said my self-care looks like sitting in silence I don't want to hear anybody talk and I don't want to talk I just want God to download into my spirit give me a word for me not me a word for somebody else but just for me that's my self-care that's me getting my cup back filled because my ministry in order for me to be a powerhouse I understand that this is what comes with my purpose me pouring into people me having the pressure on my life that's going to produce new parts of me to reach new people I understand that I must be patient in some of my personal matters and I also experience some personal attacks because I'm such a powerhouse but that comes with the ministry that comes with the calling that comes with the authority because the word tells us that to whom much is given much is required so I know that I gotta pour and I know that I gotta help you solve this problem and I know that when I help you solve a problem the enemy is probably sending a personal attack my way because he's trying to take me out because of everybody that I'm attached attached to and everybody that I push to purpose but that's what comes with being a powerhouse so how do you have a powerhouse ministry you don't fold in the presence of pressure You understand that some of your personal matters are going to require a large amount of patience because your purpose is much bigger than you and you have to have a passion for people. That's how you have a powerhouse ministry. That's how you become a powerhouse. I named this episode powerhouse problems because these are some of the things that people often overlook the pressure that comes with having a ministry, a powerhouse ministry, the patience that's required on your personal end for my personal matters. I have to be patient because yes, I'm praying for other people and I'm seeing God move in their life, but that doesn't mean just because I'm doing these works that I get what I want at the snap of a finger. It's still a process for me. It's still preparing for me. It's still things that I have to go through to get to what I want. 
So even though I'm witnessing so many miracles and God moving in so many people's life, my patience still must be produced in the midst of me witnessing other people win. That's another powerhouse problem that many people don't know about. You encounter so many blessings and it's just like, I'm still waiting on God. Hello, you're using me to bless them. But what about mine? It produces a new level of patience. And the third powerhouse problem was people understanding that you have to fight for a long time sometimes because ministry never stops. You must set those boundaries. But I named named it powerhouse problems because these are some of the pressures that come with being a powerhouse or having a powerhouse ministry. But it's not really a problem because you have to understand as a powerhouse, problems are what produce your power. I wouldn't be such a powerhouse if I didn't have so much pressure on me. I wouldn't be such a powerhouse and so rooted in my relationship with God if I didn't have a great amount of patience. I know that great things take time. I know that the longer I wait, the bigger my reward. So I'm cool with having patience that's producing more power. I wouldn't be such a powerhouse if I didn't have a passion for people because God knows he can get his power through me. So you have to understand that if you want to be a powerhouse, if you want to know how to have a powerhouse ministry, Understand that the problems that you're going through are what is producing your power. Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, we want to thank you for blessing us with another day. Father God, we want to thank you for making us powerhouses, Father God. We want to thank you for giving us a new perspective about the problems in our life, Father God. Thank you for showing us that it's not a problem, but it's a training season, Father God. Thank you for showing us that it's equipping us for what you've called us to and who you've called us to be, Father God. Thank you for showing us that the mess in our life is really just molding us to be better than we were the day before, Father God. Thank you for showing us that through these problems, you are producing a new level of purpose that's going to reach people and activate power within their lives father god thank you for showing us that our existence is bigger than us father god thank you for showing us that with authority you give us assignments to create new anointing not just in ourselves but in the people around us father god so give us a new perspective of life give us a new perspective on the things that we experience in the day to day and allow us to see that all things are truly working together for our good father god allow us to see that you're requiring more us because you're about to release more to us father god give us a new step in our pep in our step father god give us a new word to leave our tongue to understand that baby nothing that i'm going through is meant to take me out but it's all meant to take me higher father god allow us to remember that there's no such thing as a stumbling block father god it's a stepping stone to get to success to get to the spiritual realm and to activate the things that you want us to have here on earth father god we thank you for this new word father god we thank you for sarah j We pray on her behalf right now, Father God. We pray that you surround her, Father God. Refill her in the spiritual realm, Father God. We pray that you keep her hands around her, should and protect her as she go about her day-to-day life, Father God. We pray that you send angels to to cover and anoint every, every square foot of her house, Father God. We thank you for choosing her to be a vessel, Father God. I thank you for her pouring into me, and I thank you for giving me the power to pour into everyone on this platform, Father God. Remind me of my power. Remind my listeners of their power father god and continue to use us not for our will but for your will father god give us the level of confidence to boldly walk out the will that you set for us in the steps that you ordered for us when we were in our mother's womb father god some days we don't know the potential or the power that we have within us father god so keep us in situations that reveal reveal the anointing inside of us father god 
and place us around people who pull out power, who pull out purpose, who pull out passion, who pull out anointing, who pull out favor, who pull out overflow, Father God, and just continuously mold us into who you created us to be in your perfect image. We love you and we will forever praise your name. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Christian Bay podcast. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at the Christian Bay underscore. If you do not have your ticket for the private polish party, do you not want to be a powerhouse? Do you not want to tap into purpose? Do you not want to be in a room full of bosses? Let me know. Because if you don't, then good. Don't get your ticket. If you don't want to level up, if you don't want to tap into a new level of anointing, this is not the room for you. But if you do, we're waiting. I love you guys so much. And I will talk to you guys on the next episode of the Christian Bay Podcast. I put up a new YouTube yesterday. It's three ways to figure out your purpose. Go check that out on the Christian Bay TV on YouTube. I love you guys so much. As y'all can hear, y'all can probably hear I'm out of voice because like I told y'all, I left it all on here. So I'm going to get some self-care. I will talk to you guys on Monday. Bye.